What is up today's today crew? Hope y'all are having a phenomenal, phenomenal day. My name is Colton Child, the owner and uh, founder of the Today's Today community, here to help you crush your goals more consistently by crushing them on a daily basis. If you like the sound of that, make sure you, you smash that subscribe button. Go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you're not leaving five-star reviews, are you even listening to podcasts and enjoying them? Honestly, I don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> we are back with another amazing interview. Y'all, we've taken a hiatus from the podcast. Uh, we're coming back and we're coming back strong as all get out. The, the people that I'm bringing on right now are not just small business owners. They own massive organizations and are doing massive things in their markets and they are making a massive impact. Uh, so if you want to create a massive impact, once again, make sure to smash that subscribe button. But today we have got James Toller. Uh, James, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are and the amazing things that you're doing? Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Yeah, that was an incredible intro, by the way. You got a, uh, and you got like a DJ voice, man. That's that's a uh, high energy, man. I love that. Love Thank that. you. <laughs> I need you to introduce me every time I speak. You know? yeah. Hey, uh, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I've uh, I'm a real estate investor. I've been in real estate seven years. Um, uh have a bunch of rentals, have apartment complexes, do commercial, uh, flip houses, wholesale houses, do a lot of coaching and teaching, uh, you know, seminar kind of thing. I teach people how to get into flipping and how to really how to get into real estate. Own a lending company, which is really where I focus my energies more on. I, I love teaching. So kind of like you, I, uh, I love helping people and kind of empowering people to maybe discover their why, find, you know, have goals and, and ultimately reach those goals through real estate, which is one vehicle. But, uh, you know, started, started a lending company probably two years ago now, a year and a half, two years ago. And it's just grown, uh, it's grown like crazy, but, you know, it's really off empowering others in their real estate journey. You know, that's been my main focus is, uh, you know, if I could help people grow their business, teach them, equip them, uh, you know, everything else will take care of itself. You know, just like you, right? If, you, if, you're, if you're a coach and you're teaching somebody, uh, you know, how to believe in themselves, how to grow their confidence, how to, you know, growing in knowledge, the, the income will take care of itself. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's been my focus is more. Uh, you know, just helping others grow their business and return everything else will lay out where it lays out. And that's been my philosophy is, uh, you know, teach and inspire and educate. Yeah. Uh, in, in the real estate world. Yeah. Absolutely. And I've never charged anybody. I don't, you know, I don't, you do it much more organized than I've ever done. You know, <laughs> you know you're a true coach. I wouldn't say I am. I'm more of a, and I, and I stick mostly to real estate. So I don't, you got something really special. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, man, it's, it's been really cool to watch and to kind of see the progress. Cause you and I met probably about a, maybe a year, year and a half ago or so. Um, and you had just not just started the lending company had been going for a little bit and to see the growth and the impact that you've been making on our local geological, like real estate investor community 
has been like astronomical. It has been amazing to watch. I'll be um, talking with a real estate agent or a lender um, and we'll get onto real estate investing. And they're like, oh my gosh, have you met James Toller? And I was like, of course I've met James Toller. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then just to hear about like how your meetings are growing um, and how there is some people that are even been just like, I didn't know who this James guy was. And then all of a sudden I'm hearing his name in every room that I'm going to. And in every conversation that I'm having with people in the real estate world, and you kind of did, you came in and in the matter of a couple of years, really, really blew up in this local community, which I'm sure you were already massively a part of. Um, but even more so because you've been so focused on that impact. Um, what's been someone? It's kind of interesting that thought. Mm-hmm. And I, People ask me how this thing's grown so fast, mm-hmm. and I and I and I, I'm kind of philosophical, so I, I think I probably am a deep thinker like you. You know, yeah. I, I think on things and I'll stick to things for a long time. And uh, you know, you ever heard that phrase? It took ten years to be an overnight success. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so you know, I've been teaching people how to flip, or how to get you know how to wholesale, and really ultimately teaching people how to think about the investment game. Right. And that's through a lot of thinking myself, right. If you really, if you can teach something to somebody, I think you understand it mm-hmm. and you truly understand. It. And you also learn as you teach, but uh, you know, I've been doing this, even teaching flipping. I was, if I'm flipper, if I'm a flipping, it doesn't necessarily benefit me to go teach other people how to, I'm creating competition for mm-hmm. myself, you know, or, or wholesaling or any of that stuff. I'm so, but I've been doing that really since I started, which is uh, to some degree, that's trying to create an abundance mindset. Right. And that's, I think that's yeah. in business. That's a difficult thing. You say, Hey, I'm, I'm a, everybody that I help, I'm hurting myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that, and that's a prevalent thought, I think, in the community. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's something I've tried to, I have, an, I have an abundance mindset, just I think to my natural state is, you know, if you do well, it doesn't hurt me. I have, you know, I, you know what I mean? Like envious or jealous of you, like the better you do, man, I'm, I'm, I honestly get energy and fulfillment from you doing good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, not so it's the opposite of I think a lot of people like, man, you you just did this real big deal, man. Why why can't I do that? And I say, man, that's awesome. That's that's inspiring to me. And what you're doing is you're getting motivation and inspiration from everybody you're helping. Don't you, Colton? I mean, don't oh, you feel? Yeah. You know I mean, you get. I know you do, right? You see <laughs> Caleb, and you see these people doing these these loan officers growing their business. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's a confirmation that what you're doing is working yeah. and it's, and it's, it's very fulfilling. And uh, that's why I've always have a lot of drive and a lot of energy. It's because, you know, you're making a difference ultimately. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I've been, but I've been teaching this and, and helping on my tombstone, Colton, this is what I wanted to say that James was a teacher. He was a teacher. That, that's really what I wanted to say. I don't I didn't yeah, say anything yeah. else. He, he was the guy that, that taught and just sowed, sowed and sowed and sowed and sowed. And, uh, you know, 
the the effects of that will be what it'll be. I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. You know? It's just but so part of this has been as you do this for many, many years, the lending side naturally, if I can help you grow your business, you need capital. And so natural, I didn't do that because I was, you know, lending was not a thought of what I was doing, right? I mean, I just did it because I loved it. And it naturally paired with lending. Just part of like when you're in your purpose, you know, when you're in your why, you find pathways. And you might not know what direction it is. You just you're you're moving along and you're staying true to yourself and you're letting it go where it goes, right? Yeah. As, as opposed yeah. to trying to control every little direction and you know, is this where the universe wants to take me? Maybe it is. Let's explore it. Uh, you know, I've got another kind of a thought. I, I try to do everything once, you know, in, inside of really everything. I try to, uh, because I think it's a valuable thing to know what you like and what you don't like, you know, which is kind of a growth mindset, I think, yeah. and an open mindset. So, and then when you're open to things, you you lead down pathways maybe you wouldn't have otherwise done. Is that a fair thought? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's when you're in alignment with what you should be doing, those doors kind of just naturally open themselves. Mm. And if you have that abundance and growth mindset, you kind of get curious about those doors and you start kind of peeking through and you're like, what, what, what's over there? That door just opened up. That door wasn't there a while back. Uh, okay. Well, let me go open that door. Let me go see what's, what's down that hallway. Uh, and then, like you said, like these, they just keep opening up. Like you said, you were in real estate and you were doing flipping and wholesaling. And then it just naturally progressed into being able to lend as you're coaching and mentoring more people to go do, to do more. Um, and it was that natural progression of it, which I mean, it's important too as business owners to be able to watch and to listen for that natural progression. Um, like you and I had this conversation uh, gosh, probably a year and uh, probably a year ago now about the wine bar that I had. Well, I don't know if you heard or not, but I actually just recently liquidated that business. Did you? Mom, I didn't know that. No? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So we just liquidated back in beginning of August, uh, September 1st was our official close date. And just because of the natural progression of one, where that business was going, um, supply chain issues, landlord issues, whole nine yards. Um, and then where the rum cake business that was going and that has just radically taken off, like radically taken off five coffee shops, four bars shipping nationally. Um, we just were getting orders left and right online. Um, and we're getting uh, bulk orders from real estate agents where they're ordering 100, 150 cakes at a time. So it's like one of those things is like the natural regression was like, all right, this bar was fantastic, but it was hindering and needing it needed to shut down, shut down and allowed for another door with the rum cake business just to um, honestly, we got those double wide French doors that just opened up and the floodgates entered. <laughs> so. So it's been absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. But it's important as business owners to watch and to learn how to read their business to look for those natural flows and where they need to move into versus just staying where they are currently at. Would you would you say that's fair? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, it, some people maybe would have hesitated 
in some degree because you know hey you know, nobody wants to liquidate something like that but you know i think it's just being open to yeah. where the universe wants to take you you know I, i'm real big on that kind of thing you know where yeah. does where does it want to take you and, uh you know making the best some of that too come down to confidence right mm-hmm. if you got that door over there and you see it's peaking you know it's open and it kind of looks kind of there's some lights over there you know it kind of looks fascinating you know but do you do you walk over the you have confidence to walk over there and mm-hmm. look and peek and what happens if you go through that door can you can you survive through that door can you you know it's kind of i think that's part of part of it is of growth you know is uh confidence that things can will work out as they should and you know that you don't have to control everything and you don't have to know everything either yeah. growth requires change it's a necessity to grow is you have to change. You have to leave your old self behind. Uh, and it's not a dishonoring of the old self or it's not a, um, oh, that's no good anymore. It's just that, hey, there's something better out there for me, but that's going to require you to, to grow. And you, you touched on a really, really important thing. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to uh, be perfect at everything that you're doing, but having the confidence to know in yourself that it's like, hey, no matter what happens when I go through that door, I'm going to be okay. Like, I think when I talk to successful people in general and ask, I was like, if everything like failed right now and you had to restart tomorrow, like, would you be okay? Everyone's like, oh, heck yeah, I'd be fine. Like, I'll just go do it again because they have that self-esteem and they have that confidence. that, That show where they... They drop a billionaire in a city with nothing. Mm-hmm. Ever seen that? Yeah, you know, just nothing. I mean, you yeah. literally no no shelter or anything. And then within a couple months, they're on their feet, and that's kind of wild thought there. Yeah, no, it, it is, but it goes back to that self esteem. It goes back to that confidence of like, hey, I know that I'm gonna be okay one way or another. I think that's why a lot of people are really risk adverse is they don't know if they're going to be okay on the other side. And that thought hinders them and puts them in a state of fear that actually uh, inhibits their capability to move forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, part of that thought is what thought would be sometimes who you surround yourself with plays a role in that, right? I mean, you got 100% does people so in doubt into you all day long, of course, you're going to feel hesitant. I'm, I don't think somebody could be around you, Colton, and feel that way. You wouldn't let them. No, no. I, 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 I would notice it and be like, oh, there's an elephant in the room. I'm going to go poke it with a stick. <laughs> <laughs> there's just, there's no way. And it, it's really funny. I have this um, amazing knack when people get around me, and you have it as well, is we force people to level up. Like if you're going to hang around us on, on a consistent basis, there's no way that you're just going to stay the same. There's no way that you're not going to grow. And that's just because we want to see people succeed and live their best life and be exactly who they need to be. Um, and so we exude that kind of energy and we pour that kind of passion out to them. If they don't grow, they do two things. They either get up or they get going, <laughs> they get up Ooh. or they get out. And that's so it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really kind of cool to, to see and everything. But one thing I want to make sure that we talk about, um, what got you into real estate kind of in the first place? Um, and then what were some of the signs that you saw that, hey, maybe I should go towards the lending side? Because you said it was a very natural regression, but there had to have been signs that were pushing you towards that. Yeah, well, what got me into real estate was 
financial independence. Mm-hmm. I was not going to be able to do that. I, was, I worked for a family business. So mm-hmm. we did uh, highway maintenance. And, you know, when I, I'm a very loyal person. Mm-hmm. And so when I got out of high school, I basically said, dad, you know, what do you need me for? And what can I, what can I do to help? And uh, so we got an enormous contract in Austin. And I went to Austin. I lived there for nine years doing all the toll roads up there. Mm-hmm. So I just left, left all, I left my girlfriend, I left my, all my friends. I left everybody. I'm serious. And I did it because my dad needed me, you know? And then when I met my, I met my wife in Austin and uh, we had a, had a child. And I, I like to have a think of it like this. My loyalty shifted from my, my direct family, my dad, you know, my mom to my wife and my kid and you know it i didn't want to wake up when i was 50 and be in the same place you know and i know that i could never become and i didn't want to wake up and he sell the company or we lose everything i was never going to be financially independent there and you know it's not just me too you know if it's just me it's one thing right i mean i can handle I, I probably would still be working for my dad to today. And sometimes you think about what a family can do for you, you know, they'll make you think a little differently. And that was something that really bothered me was the idea that I don't think I'll ever be financially independent. And my wife and my kids, my kids, I have a daughter now too, but this will never get us where I want to get to. And, uh, and that's a gnawing thought of that really difficult to get rid of. And um, it's true to it. And so I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew that that wasn't the answer. Is that yeah. a, a fair thought? And so Absolutely. Uh, what got me in real estate was, you know, watching like HGTV, you know, and all those shows. They were like, man, they make it seem sexy, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not quite as sexy as they uh, make it, but yeah. that's what really got, got me into all that was – uh you know, seeing eighty thousand dollars, you know, or seventy big, big numbers, and I thought, well, shit, I can do that. You know, it's nothing beyond me to to do that. So I got into it. I started one at a time. I didn't know a thing, man. I didn't have any special knowledge, and I've kind of done that with, with most of my life. To be honest with you, I, I never really start off any better than anybody else. I don't. You know, I'm not. I don't wouldn't consider myself really gifted in any way kind of like most entrepreneurs you know i mean i I don't think i think it's a fallacy to think you just start off and have some incredible insight you know i mean you just start off where you're at and you get a little better everybody starts as a beginner yeah we all start as a beginner and we just get a little better every day every day and that's that was me man i i started off not one bit better not i didn't have a a whole lot more money than anybody else i didn't have a lot more skill set Mm-hmm. nothing it's just over time every day i tried to improve just a little bit just a little bit every day and and that's why it happened you know i got get going in it i started i started realizing that i needed to be doing like four five six at a time that was the real insight that i had and uh that's how i and that's what i did eventually you know started doing then i got to 10 at a time 15 at a time and you know just really blew it up but that's that yeah. took time to build up the capital and 
build up the network and have the deals coming in. So it you build up the contractors, right? There's a lot of steps there. Yeah. That, uh, that, I, but, uh, you know, it just getting the right people in place, having the right employees, you know, the, the right, right community. Yeah. Community. I mean, it's all took time to build. It wasn't something just happened. Um, so it was over time though, it, you know, it, it, it played out as it should, you know, yeah. so, honestly, but, but the lending side, well, the way I got into lending was I had a buddy of mine who had a deal. He was closing on a Friday okay. and his, his private lender backed out on him. So think about that, right? I mean, you've been in a contract for three weeks and, you know, you get right down to the day of closing and the guy that was going to finance you backed out on you, mm-hmm. which is a big thing in lending, obviously, right? I mean, you either have the money or you don't. <laughs> You know, you either yeah. wire the phone or you don't. And uh, and it wasn't like it was. It was one hundred and sixteen thousand dollars that, okay. that he needed to. Uh, and so he backed out on him, and he called me. He said, "Hey, James, I think you're the only guy that I know that could bring that kind of money in a day's notice. And the seller will not let me extend." Okay. So think about that, right? I mean, yeah. go to a conventional lender and say, hey, "I need to close today." I'm talking like in the next three hours. That's not. It's not going to happen. That ain't going to happen, you know. And this guy had probably sixty thousand dollars in equity. I mean, it was a it was a really good deal. For him. Yeah, he has a lot of money there sitting there. And so, either you can close today or you can't. And uh, that's kind of the you talk about the uh, you know the backdrop of that. Yeah. And so, anyway, so I looked at the deal and I liked the deal a lot, and I trusted him. And so I I I said I like the deal. I'll go do it. So I went down, I got a cashier's check. I went to title yeah, and drew up the docs real quick. And then we closed and it was yeah. about three hours yeah. from beginning to end. I'm talking about a full transaction, yeah. a full loan in three hours. And, uh, and that's the first time I did it. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah. It was kind of a crazy story, but that's how it happened. And, uh, you know, we, from there, it just, from that moment right there, it just took off, you know? Yeah, totally took off. That's how I, that's how I got into lending. It was, it was some, I didn't have some grand design, you know, it wasn't, it was not a, uh, it was something that progressed and the opportunity was there and I took it. I started learning the business is how do you raise money? Yeah. How, do you, how does this work? And uh, so I picked it up just, just like I did the other side, right? I mean, it was like, how does it work? Yeah. Put the pieces together. That's awesome. That's awesome. So talk a little bit about where your business is now. So that was a couple of years ago. Where's your, where's your business at now? We're from Friday to Monday. We had seven files come in. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about in a couple of days. That was, so what's happened is over time, I'm gaining clients and I'm not losing them. Yeah. And I think that's a huge part to businesses. Can you attract clients to your business and then, and then have them so happy with you, delighted with your services, you know, and, and you're putting all the pieces together and they're doing, you're doing everything you need to do to keep them happy. So if you're gaining clients every week and not losing, you're losing very few of them, you're going to do very well. Is that fair to say? Yeah, Absolutely. The problem with the, the lending space, the investment lending space is, is that it's kind of like a churn. Everybody just, it's kind of like 
hook it up or something, right? I mean, you go to, you go to somebody, you have a good time or whatever, and then you go to the next, and then you go to the next. And I'm more of a long-term guy. Yeah. So I've always been in long-term relationships, and I've always – and that comes from treating people right. Yeah. Right? So if you find somebody that you value and that treats you good, naturally you want to keep them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I've tried to do in, in, in businesses – have very, very, very strong relationships where you're getting what you need out of, you know, I will never leave you hanging on a, on a Friday. You know, when, when I tell you, I'll do something. Yeah, absolutely. I'll never do that. I'll never do it. And if something happens or something was going to happen, I'd let you know way in advance. Say, Hey man, I need another day or so. This is a, something happened here. This is what, you know, so I would, I would, I would hit your expectations where they need to be. But anyway, I think that that plays a big role in if you're if you're acquiring clients and not losing them, you know, you're 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 going to do very well. Yeah, absolutely. If you had a piece of advice to give somebody that wanted to increase their retention rates, what do you think that would be? I would say I'll give you a good example. That's a great question. I'll give you an example. So I have a, a, a broker. I deal with a lot of brokers who get get loans and, and they, uh, they like working with me. So anyway, I had this, this big coach in Houston. I, I did an event last night. She walked up to me and she goes, Hey James, uh, she was like, every single client that I've sent you has just raved about you. They like, you had the most amazing experience. And she was like, but I had this one client who complained about you. I said, Oh, great. Really? What'd they say? And uh, he goes, she goes, well, she was like, you, you were making her bring, more money than what she thought she would be bringing to closing. And it was because she bought it. It wasn't as good of a deal. You know, so she had to bring more money to make up that difference. She goes, well, and she, she picked another lender. So, okay, great. Well, so what was the other lender having her bring to closing? And she goes, well, she doesn't know. I said, well, what points is she paying? What fees is she paying? She goes, well, she doesn't know. I was like, so what you're really telling me is I gave her all of her expectations up front and she didn't like me because of it. Mm -hmm. So, so it's like, she went to another lender and has no idea. She put up $5,000 in earnest money and she doesn't even know what to expect. Yeah. And so she's resenting me for the fact that I gave her all the relevant information up front. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, what's going to happen is she's going to get down to the very end and she's going to find out that she's probably bringing more money than I would make her bring. And she's going to be charged more than I make. Think about it. If I'm keeping information from you, it's probably for a reason. Yep. Knowledge <laughs> you know? is power. Yep. Is that, right. So, so they're keeping all of this from her. And at the very end, they'll give her and she'll probably drop out and she'll lose $5,000. That's what and I, and I, that's what I, that's what I told her more than likely would happen. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so you think about that. That's setting proper expectations. You know, um, you might not like me or like that in the moment, mm-hmm. but you'll appreciate that later on. Yeah. And I think that that's it's some advice I would give is, is always set your expectations accurately and upfront. And you might not like me, you might hate me because of it, but eventually you'll come to learn that James was looking out for me. Mm-hmm. 
because I'll tell you the things you need to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Colton, that's a, that's a thing that I've, I say things to people, not it's, it's what will bring the most value to them in that mm-hmm. moment. Right. And if she loses five grand and she buys the appraisal and then, you know, she's out $6,500 mm-hmm. at the end of the day to find out what I told her from the beginning, mm-hmm. she'll look back at that and say, James was really trying to help me. Yep. And so the broker was like, wow, James, wow. You know, she was talking about you in a very negative way, but I understand what you were doing now. And so yeah. she was like, I get it. And I said, well, would you rather me mislead her? Absolutely not. Yeah. No, what you did is exactly what I would have want you to do. Yeah. Um, I said, so you've had everybody rave about me. and You've had one person talk negatively. And then, and then that scenario, they don't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, so what, what is that? At the end of the day, in the long-term relationship, what'll happen is she'll come back. Is that is that a fair thing to say? Yeah. She'll come back and she'll say, "Wow, you were you were actually looking out for me." And um, that's what I want to. That's that's kind of the the goal of mine is. Let me tell you. Let me. Let me show you that I care. What do they say? You know, we don't care what you what you say until they know that you care. Yep. Yeah, and that was all I was demonstrating to her was this is what you can expect. Mm-hmm. And, um, and let me throw it all out there. And um, you know, and I would say if if it doesn't work for you, maybe the deal doesn't work. Don't try to force something. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to force something, Colton, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you truly want to force something, you're going to get upset. You're going to upset. You're going to get upset. Upset at the guy that says, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't do this." Yeah, and it's not coming from a place of it's coming from a place of hey, I've done this. I know what you can expect. And uh, but you know, if you really want to do it, though, you don't want to hear no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one you of know, those things that when people are going through business and they're almost needing it to work out, <clears throat> they're gonna come from that place of like, I don't care what it takes. Like it just it just has to happen, right? But then that gets in a really dangerous spot in business because you forego the beauty of the situation that could be happening if you stop trying to force it to happen. Does that make sense? It's like one of those things that it's just, don't try and force it. If it's not meant to be, and then it's not meant to be, and the more that you're trying to force it, the the uglier it's gonna get. (laughs) The deals, the the more stuff is gonna go wrong. and it, honestly, it just circles back to a scarcity mindset of like, this has to that happen. Comes down to, to also to distorting reality. Yeah. 100%. You're, you're, you know, and that can be distorting the future mm-hmm. in a way that you think will play out a certain way. And mm-hmm. I don't, I've only done a couple hundred of these. So, <laughs> you know, take it with a grain of salt, right? <laughs> yeah. Take it with a grain of salt. But I mean, I'm, If I can save the next six months of your life Mm -hmm. from the experiences that I've had, which is my goal, uh, either you value it or you don't. And and the truth is, is I want to find the people that value that. Yeah. Just like you want to find the people that value you and your wisdom Mm -hmm. and knowledge and experience. Right. And if you, you know, that's my job, right. To find the people who will value that and, and we'll do a lot of deals together and the people that won't, probably won't be in real estate or they won't be in business. They're not yeah. open to being 
to wisdom and to experience. Yeah, to teach. Which yeah. is got to be teachable. Uh, it shouldn't concern me. There, that person shouldn't bother me. It bothered me a little bit because they were speaking to the broker, you know, who I deal with all the time. Yeah, and it, you know, almost tarnishing trying to, but uh, you know, it is what it is. It's okay. At the end of the day, that's the direction I'm moving. Is I'm going to give it to you as it is. Yeah. And I want you to be successful and I'm going to give it to you straight. Yeah. And you know, it'll lay the you know, cards will lay where it is, but you can't say, Hey, James is trying to mislead me. Mm-hmm. That, that is not what you cannot say that. Nope. Definitely not. And I thought, what else can you ask for? Right. That, just from my perspective, that's just, if somebody's guiding me and mentoring me like you do, I mean, I don't want you to tell me what I want you, what I want to hear. Yeah, yep. we're we're not here to sugarcoat stuff and to tell oh. you what'll make you happy. We're here to we're here to tell you what's going to make you money and what's going to ultimately grow you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. and that's it's and and I will value you because. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so in closing, there, there's one question that I love to ask people. What are so it, it's a two part question. The first part is what's of a piece of advice that you just love to give, and anytime you can give it, you just love to give it. And then what's a piece of advice that somebody needs to hear, but maybe a little bit hard to hear? Mm. Good question. There's a there's a saying I like to give. It says personal personal income rarely exceeds personal development. Mm. And people always want to make more money, but who's willing to work on themselves? And I feel like the harder you work on yourself, and that's hiring coaches, that's reading books, that's having good conversations. If you'll focus on the personal growth and personal development, the the personal income will take care of itself. But people try to focus on the personal income and not on the personal development. And it's backwards. So you grow your personal development and your income follows it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you focus on your personal income without your personal development, what will happen is it'll eventually collapse. If you could even do it, yeah. you, you know, if you could even, which is, you know, that's yeah. you got some rare skills. You, know, you already are gifted to some degree mm-hmm. to be able to do that. But, uh, but so, so work harder on yourself than you do on your job or your business, it would be the thought, right? And that's, that's like I said, that's hiring coaches, that's having good conversations, that's finding mentors. So that's always been my philosophy is I'm working harder on myself every day, yeah. every day, every day. And that gets back to the thought. I'm not naturally gifted. I'm just, I'm, I'm always trying to grow. And uh, I think if you, if that's your mindset, your income will follow your growth. How about that? Yeah. I think people have it backwards. Yeah. They, they, they say, or they'll say, well, I'll work hard enough on myself, but I better see that income rising. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know I better see, and it better be at this clip. Yep. It better be at this pace. Yeah. And uh, so forget the income, just forget it. Just, and just work on yourself. And, and I, as you grow, yourself, yeah. yeah, it'll take care of itself. I think that's, that's an idea that I kind of got obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think it's helped me tremendously. I mean, if you can grasp it, it will, that's a faith thought. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like faith in 
that thought right there will produce. And just say, how long? It could take five years. You know, it could take two years. I mean, it's who cares? For me, it took. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, so anyway, that would be my kind of a thought on. I like to get across. It's for yeah. change my life dramatically. I love that. I'm going to shoplift you, and, that and saying. Huh? <laughs> that I'm a shoplift that saying. Oh, yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's a, yeah, I think that's, and it, anything you do, you know, if you take that, that philosophy, anything you start, you'll get better at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Over time, it doesn't matter what it is. If you just take that simple thought, whatever, you will make gradual improvement on any topic you ever pick up it could be poker it could be uh business it could be personal development it could be it could be communication it could be relationships it could be i study relationships all the time that's that's something i work very hard at is get trying to get better so that i can be the best version of myself for you in a relationship you know and that's emotional stability that's um, you know there's all kinds of facets to relationships but you know, how do i become the best version of myself is the ultimate isn't that kind of the, the thought there you're wanting to help people yeah all absolutely. areas of life not just economics there's not, yeah. not much money yeah well it goes back to and you, you kind of touched on it like the motivation of why we're growing if we're only growing to make our bank accounts bigger they're never going to grow but if we grow for the purpose of growth everything takes care of itself Yes. And like exactly. you said, if we have those mentors and we have those coaches and we read those books and we do that personal development, we do that deep inner work yes. on ourselves. Mm. It's mm. going to show in every facet of our lives. It's going to show in our relationships. It's going to show in our friendships. It's going to show in our business. It's going to show in our physical um, attributes and our physical health. It, it's just going to show in all areas when we focus on the inner work for sure. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And what was that, what, so what was that other thought? You said so, something after that. So that's uh, the second question was what is a piece of advice that people need to hear, but it's sometimes oh, hard to oh, hear. Oh, good. That's a good I, I, I love this question. <laughs> um, here's a thought that I went on and it's, this was a philosopher said this. He said that uh, this was uh, uh, Nietzsche said this. Frederick Nietzsche. He said. He said our strengths propel us so far forward that we can no longer endure our weaknesses and perish from them. That statement's always made a real impression on me. A huge impression. On me. It's like your gifts propel you in the world, right? Or, or what you've learned or, you know, your knowledge, it, it pushes you forward. But it's like, if you're not working on your weaknesses, at some point they can over, they can topple you. And I, I just, it's a fascinating thought to think about, you know, your, your gifts move you forward. Yet if they push you so far forward that you can no longer endure your weaknesses, mm-hmm. Give me a moment with that thought. You know, it's yeah. a wild thought to think about. It's like I could have all this success and, and have amazing success, mm-hmm. yet hit a point where my it, I can know it. The success can no longer endure your weaknesses. It's a crazy thought. Yeah. I mean, you got to think it, about. It. You'll gotta, get shut it's scary. down. Yeah, one hundred. It's a scary thought. But yeah. yeah, so it gets back kind of the same thought, right? But it's, it's not just working on the good; it's also working on the bad. 
mm-hmm. and being aware of that. So that kind of gets into self-awareness and yeah. a lot of those qualities of where, where do you struggle at? Where are your addictions yeah. at? Where yeah. are your habits that maybe need to be tweaked a little bit because those habits can overtopple the successes you have. That's a, yeah. it's a difficult thought to think about, yeah. you know? Well, and, and, and this di- distinction that we really need to make as well is we're not talking about the things in like a business that you could delegate. Mm-hmm. We're talking about mm-hmm. those personal deep um, yep. weaknesses that need to be worked on and need the growth in order for you to be able to survive. So it's like, if you're yes. in a marriage, um, yes. Sorry, my puppy is going crazy over here attacking oh, my arm. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> um, but if you've got like a marriage and then you have a business and your marriage is failing because you're not properly taking and honoring your spouse and you're creating shame around that in general, if you don't take care of that issue, if you don't fix that, it's going to seep into your business and inevitably your business is going to be that relationship that you're going to be neglecting and not treating properly. And then it's just going to, it's going to take over because how are you going to show up in business one way, but not show up in your relationships that same way, especially with the spouse relationship, the shame will, it all bleeds. It kind of, you know, no disciplines, all disciplines affect other disciplines. Yeah. You can't be super disciplined in one line in one area or not yeah. and it not affect everything else. It just yeah. that's kind of the thought, actually, a deeper uh you know, to the heart of what yeah. I'm saying. Anyway, yeah. so I like how you do like one thing is how you do all things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So awesome. that's a thought I think is challenging. It challenges me. Yeah. And I think it should challenge all of us because we all are we're all have our issues, you know, to some degree. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I would say to the degree that you realize them and you work on them, you can minimize them. Yeah. And it takes time. Of course, nobody's perfect. But no. I think just like anything, if you work at it, maybe the highs are a little higher and the lows are a little higher. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you don't have the wide variations. Yeah. As one increases, so does the other. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. That's a great question. Yeah. It's a great Thank question. You. Thank you. James, thanks so much for coming on the show. It has yeah. been an absolute pleasure. Um, and I know we'll probably do this again here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, I love it. Yep. But y'all, if you need to get connected with James, his information is going to be down below. If you have not already, make sure to smash that subscribe button. If you got any kind of value out of today, make sure to go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It's a free way to show up and support for the podcast. We don't run ads on here uh so it helps yeah, us to get out to yeah. more people but we love and appreciate every single one of you and we hope you'll have a phenomenal phenomenal day and we'll be back soon thank you so much colton appreciate Bye. you